What it do, my people? You already know what time it is. Welcome into No Catch Up Chicago for Chicago by Chicago. I am your host, Sean Little. In the building, Nick the Quick, early in the week. Let's get it. What's going on, man? How you doing? Feeling good, man. I'm happy I'm happy to be here right now. Man. That's what, How about you? That's what I like to hear. We're yeah. going to touch Bears. <clears throat> took a bad loss against the Niners. Ugly. Coming off of a big blowout, we were hoping expecting more from the Bears. I, I thought my pops was going to have a heart attack. I watched the game with him yesterday. Yeah. He, he, he was, he, he, I think he's done with John Fox. <laughs> <laughs> he's done. We're going to get a little a little status on the Bulls, see how we're feeling there. They have, they're playing the Cavaliers as we speak right now. Yep. We're going to touch Ohio State. This is Big Ten country. Talk about them not making the college football playoff. Mm-hmm. Is it a big deal? Is it justified? College football playoff got some people heated, so we're going to touch on that. And then Tiger Woods back in the news and it's positive looked healthy looked good so we're gonna touch on tiger some some good news for my man tiger because tiger's tiger and always and like i say yeah if we got time to talk about something else we're gonna touch on that too no catch up chicago for chicago by chicago listen up Nick the Quick, what it do? What's happening? Man, what's going December on? December in Chicago right now. Yeah, not and exactly. It's 60, low 60 key. degrees today. It was beautiful, man. This weekend was was nice. Uh, yeah, this is crazy. What'd you get into, man? I didn't see you this weekend. I didn't really do too much, man. I kind of uh, kind of played it easy this weekend. I got to start working on Saturdays now with these with these holiday hours. So I'm real low key right now, man. Yeah, Didn't holidays is much. our prime time. Yeah, but they got me on the hourly, so I'm getting this overtime. Yeah, so, gotta you get know. <laughs> gotta get, gotta get that OT. Gotta buy these Christmas gifts, so you know. That time and a half is coming in handy. Yo, Loki, you know what I was talking about with my girl this morning, actually? Can you rap presents? No, Do you know all. how to rap? No, not at all. What would you say the percentage of men... Our age, like, can do they know how to rap? Does any... I don't think none of my homies can rap. So, here's the thing, man. Like, with me being a dad and kind of seeing, like, other dads, you'd be surprised how many dads there are out there that do this type of shit. Yeah. I'm I'm just not that guy, and the people that I know probably aren't that guy, but they're out there, man. They're so out you got to have a kid a to be able to rap. A perc- yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, it's just one of those things you become a little bit more domesticated. Um, as far as a percentage goes, man, probably 40, 35, maybe 40. You think it's that high? Yeah. I don't even Probably. think it's that high, bro. There's no way because I know none of my – all my friends, there's no way they can rap. But think about it. If you're like a crafty person, like an artsy person, you, like Colin can probably rap some gifts. Shout out Prob <laughs> Cause. Like Yo, Prob sh- Cause will probably rap the shit out of gifts. Shout out Prob. Speaking of Prob, he could probably rap a gift and shout out – he could rap an album too. Yeah. Drop that Distractions EP. Distractions, yeah. Go check that out, man. Oh, vibes yeah. on there. Oh, yeah. Vibes, big yeah, vibes. He played a little bit for me uh, a couple months ago, and yeah, that shit is fire, man. So check that out, definitely. Yeah, I actually mentioned that on uh, the inaugural episode of Field Level. Field Level. I love that title. Talk, yeah, yeah, talking uh, sports culture <laughs> and, you know, Chicago culture, how it all ties to one. Check that out. We're going to be dropping that on Thursdays or Friday morning, something like that. But, uh, yeah, that was fun. But, yeah, shout out Prob for yep. that. I'm going to start asking more people if they know how to rap. Rap gifts. Rap or, gifts. Yeah, don't ask people if they know how to rap <laughs> albums because you're going to start getting everybody on their mama's mixtape. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, uh, I'm going to start asking folks if they can rap That's presents. a good question. That's a good street question. Because I have I, – I don't – I'm telling you, it's, it's, it's lower than the experts. If think. they say yes, ask them if they have kids. Yeah, that's the follow-up. Yeah, but no, to answer your question, I do not know how to rap. People have tried to show me how to rap, but I'm not that type of guy. I, I can't tie a tie, so like, you don't expect me to do anything that has to do with like any type of folding or nothing like that. That's just not me. Yeah, I mean, it's just one of those things that's few far in between. Yeah, it's all good. 
You know what I'm saying? But my girl loves her gifts wrapped, so they have to be wrapped. So I like, like my I'm gifts the, wrapped. I'm the type, like, I, I'll go over to my mom. Loki, <laughs> Loki, last year I went to my mom's crib before Christmas. I'm like, yo, you got to wrap these You got to wrap these. Yeah, real yeah, quick. I'll buy dinner. You got to wrap these gifts. <laughs> All but, right, yeah. man. Let's get into the, to the Bears because I was hopeful coming into the week, which I am usually am just because I'm so – we're so Chicago. I'm always trying to find a positive and something that we got going on, and I, it always seems to – come back and let me down a little bit. But Bears lost the game 15-14. And before we get into the game, I want to talk about that Trey McBride and Josh Bellamy situation. Yep. Earlier in the week, Trey McBride, Josh Bellamy got into an argument of some sort in the locker room at Hallis Hall. Reporters were, you know, coming out saying they heard some rockets coming from the back, whatever. Yeah. And then next thing you know, Trey McBride's not on the team. Yep. This is in the middle of the week, coming off of an Eagles game where he played 78% of the snaps. So it wasn't like – I mean, put it like this. He hasn't been making big plays or anything all year, but when you play 78% of the game, you're an intricate And it's not like we have depth at wide receiver either. So, yeah, I mean, it's, yeah, it's not like we, 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 we had a whole bunch of receivers and he just didn't make the cut. So, yeah. So it comes out that – Trey McBride's released, and yo, this is, a, and then listen to what John Fox says. This is another thing. The, the The big problem I have with John Fox is it seems like he just is like a, a airhead, doesn't really know what's happening. Yeah, his his quotes and his media, his interviews are awful. His press the, conferences are just terrible. His press conferences are terrible. You learn nothing. All his decisions are they're just all sus. Yeah. Listen to what he said. <laughs> listen to what he said on the on the Trey McBride uh, release. You know, just kind of churning the roster. We have a roster spot available. We don't know exactly what we're doing. We have some options. Yeah. What type? Bro. First off, you can't say we don't exactly. I know what he was trying to say, but, like, you can't say we don't exactly know what we're doing. Like, that's that's a terrible, terrible soundbite. It's it's awful. It's awful. It's awful. It's literally saying, I don't know what we're doing. We just cut somebody for the sake of cutting them to open up a roster spot for who I don't know. Especially when your team has three wins. Right. Like, give us some bullshit. At least say, oh, there's some young guys that we're looking at. There's some practice squad guys. Oh, there's been some waiver wire activity. We just want to keep some flexibility. You know, nothing's set in stone right now. But to say, I don't know what we're doing is just like, yeah, like, you know, we just cut a guy. I don't know exactly what we're doing. Yeah. Verbatim. You're the head fucking coach of the football team. Head coach of the football team. If anybody needs to know what you're doing out there, it's It's you. you. Because if you don't know what you're doing, nobody else knows what they're doing. Like, yeah, man. I mean, it's stuff like that that gets me. Yeah. Like I think, dude, I've been saying forever about Fox that he's checked out. He has. To he be, got bro. a whole bunch of money to come here, right? He bought Tom Waddle's big ass house in Lake Forest. He's just chilling, man. That dude's old as shit. I mean, yeah, it is what it is, man. Like, yeah, sure, he cares. He wants to win games, whatever, whatever. But like, what what identity in the what two years or three years that John Fox has been here has yeah, he placed please. on this team? What what is a John Fox football team like? The team's not necessarily disciplined. Right, team. It, it, it's not like we're some strong John Fox defense. Like I put most of that on Fangio. Like, yeah, the dude doesn't have a clue. He's just a rah rah guy with a hoarse voice. Just lose his voice every week. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> like you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I don't know what we're doing. Yeah, <laughs> like, that's what it is. Like he sounds like a football coach. Never has anything to say. Nothing. Never does. Never seems like he does any of the right things. I mean, he's so not likable. It's just. Yeah, it's terrible. I, I, and that's like just a quick side note. Like I think of that about a lot of head coaches in the NFL. Like 
I think when it really comes down to it, like, look somebody like Jason Garrett. Like, what does he do? You know what I mean? Like, some of these dudes, like, I don't really think they do too much. A lot of the head coaches are more just, like, establishing the culture and, like, caretaking. Like, I don't think some of these – there's you can't sit here and tell me that John Fox is an X and O's. You can't sit here and tell me that. Yeah. I don't see him calling plays. You know what I mean? I think that in the NFL, man, it's a like, lot of this is coordinators. Yeah. 100%. I think it's the same thing with uh, in Pittsburgh with Mike Tomlin. I think he's in hey. a very I, – hey. I love Mike hey. Tomlin. Don't I, disrespect the guy. <laughs> I think he's in a very good situation, though. Yeah. And I think he – um. But Mike Tomlin will get in your ass, though. Like, but Mike, I've seen Mike but Tomlin getting somebody's ass. You know what? Ass. I mean, I think a head coach is supposed to – especially to in do. football, he's supposed to keep everything but, moving – have everything. Right. He's supposed to hold the. He's shit a president. Down. You're you're kind of you're, you're kissing babies and doing that whole thing. But right. then you look at certain teams like uh, dude and uh, I'm sorry, not St. Louis, Los Angeles, the Rams coach. He is very clearly making an impact. He on He got that his franchise. hands in everything. He's yeah. got his hands in everything. Like that's how I feel about Dicka. Like Dicka gets all that credit. If you really watch that 30 for 30 uh, Bears thing, they kind of trashed Dicka throughout the whole thing. Like dude was just there. You know, he was a big personality and all that. But Buddy Ryan was. Yeah, I think that's go. known in the city. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. So I mean, I just think head coaches, men are kind of like they're just like figureheads. I mean, it's kind of like the president. I mean, when you ever see a defensive coordinator get carried off the field like Buddy Ryan, yeah, did, exactly. I mean, that kind of tells you it tells you tells you who really won that, this year. That championship. tells you that tells you what was really popping. Right, like, that was his squad, his defense. Right, and yeah, and I think, that. and it's, it's not to say that like a lot of coordinators can't become head coaches because Amato can't do that. You know what I mean? Like. Yeah, so I think that's why you see a lot of coordinators not have success at that level. Sorry to go off on that tangent, but no, that's what sure. John Fox is to me. He's just kind of like a caretaker. But at this point, like he's not really. But, he's, need, but he's not good at that either. Yeah, look at what look at what's his name? Is it McVeigh, the guy in uh, Los Angeles, the young guy? I think it is. Yeah, McVeigh. Look at what he did for golf. Like golf was trash last year, right? Like trash last year. This year, golf is is the real deal. Like look at Peterson out in, uh, in yeah, uh, Sean McVeigh. Sean McVeigh. Like he's clearly doing things out there. Like, like that's what Trubisky needs. Golf was trash last year. He was trash. Trash. Looks and very good. If you look at the numbers this year, Mitch Trubisky is trash. He's the, he's the statistically the worst rated quarterback in the NFL. Like that's a fact. Um, but all it takes is that right system. So I'm sorry to keep going off, but this is why you need to fire John Fox in a nutshell. Yeah. Bears lose the game 15-14 to the Niners. Going into the game, another thing, Niners are the first team the Bears have played with a sub-500 record. I knew that. Super sub. Super sub, though. But, I mean, we've been playing tough comp all year. They just won their first ball. Who, who was it? They beat Cleveland, right? Yeah. Yeah. So they beat – it was a battle of two teams without wins. Basically. Yeah. Yeah. So there's that. I mean, just a couple of the storylines going in. Robbie Gold's coming back. Jimmy Garoppolo. Oh, he up. Jimmy Polo's first start. It was so fitting that Gold had five field five goals. Five field goals and, and the game 15, winner. 14. And the game winner, yeah. yeah it's pretty You see how sickening. fired up he was after the fifth one? Yeah. Like he was. He, was, he yeah. yelled at the sideline and everything. It. I think he said, this is my house. <laughs> hey, all-time leading scorer. And it's funny because it's ironic. Our kicking situation is so bad on the other side. He's Yeah, he's probably just like, yeah, y'all are stupid. Yeah, so just get – dude, to get into the start of the game, we look good early. Yeah. Started it. Kyle Fuller's is a monster Balling. Right I don't give a fuck what anybody's Balling. talking about. Yeah. That boy is a Pro Bowl corner right. right now. Right. And here's the thing. I think the only thing that's going to hurt him for the Pro Bowl is the lack of picks. That was his first pick of the season. So, you know, a lot of these people who don't watch the Bears all the time, which is going to be a lot of people who are voting on the Pro Bowl, yeah. don't watch him uh, game in and game out. It, he's not playing turnover football. Like, he's just playing hard-nosed fo- Like He's a football player. That tackle that he had, um, what was it? It was like a third and, uh, like a third and three. 
and I think they were inside the 20, and Fuller made the stop, and they had to kick the field goal. Yeah. 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 That was a huge play for a cornerback to make. Like, he stepped in, made that solo tackle. Like, and then I think afterwards, the announcer was like, yeah, they teach tackling at Virginia Tech. Um, that was a huge play. The interception, like you said, he, he took that from that. Mugged play. him. Took it. Straight that wasn't a Garoppolo interception. That was that was that a robbery. Was, yeah, it was a, yeah, fumble. That should what be I, a new stat. Yeah. Garoppolo shouldn't get the, the the pick for that. Straight up. Yeah, he got mugged. That's, that's a takeaway. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the definition of a takeaway. Of a takeaway. So yeah, I don't ripped think, it out his hand. The the Pro Bowl thing is going to be tough for him because he doesn't have these six seven picks like a lot of these guys. But if you watch the film and you watch him play, like he is balling. And if you've watched him the last couple of years, you see the improvement on him. At, big time. Yeah, absolutely. So. Still, cont- I know we. I've been saying that every time I talk about the Bears, I, Kyle Fuller comes up. He's been doing his thing. I'm loving it right now. His interception sets up the touchdown to Dontrell Inman from Trubisky. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. Mm-hmm. The one thing I loved about it was it was in the pocket. Yep, it was a five step, six step, seven step drop. He even stepped up in the pocket and delivered it on the money. Yep. Loved it. I think him and Dontrell Inman early. Have some type of chemistry. Yeah, they seem to like each other. Yeah, he looks his way. Dontrell has shown me that he could play. He could play wide he receiver. He could play a He's little solid. bit of wide receiver. Yeah. Um, the only thing I'm worried about is that maybe he looks a lot better than he might be because of what we've been watching. All I hate to keep being negative, but it's just like we've been watching such bad receiver play all year. He's a competent receiver, and it's like, oh my god! But you can tell, like right. you said, Mitch has a rapport with him, and just like that throw last week after the uh, the scramble that Mitch had in the fourth quarter. Um, he stepped up, stayed in the pocket, and delivered a huge one to him. So yeah, and and, and Inman will catch it, which and he'll catch it. This year is a gift, which is a gift. Yeah, and that's, get open. Right. Yeah. That's the other thing. It's like this dude's actually. He looks like a. That's a good point. He looks like a wide receiver. Yeah. That's what. That's what He's it a was. Competent wide receiver. Absolutely. These other dudes are not competent wide receivers. As much as you love Ch- Tanner Gentry and all these other guys, like they're just yeah. they can't get open. You you can look great in a uniform and have great hands and all that, but if you can't get open in the NFL, you can't get separation. You're, you're nobody. That's facts. Big facts. Facts. Big facts. So, of course, the most exciting play of the year, bar far, <laughs> not even close. Over, maybe, the, over the Eddie Jackson plays? Over the Eddie Jackson. I'm talking about this Tariq Cohen punt return. Yeah, I know. I know. I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, yeah. You don't think so? Yeah. I mean, it was a 90-yard punt return. On a, yeah, 60-yard yeah, punt return that he punt ran return. 90 yards on. Yeah. yeah. I mean – that I was at Soldier for that two point conversion. Yeah, I mean that 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 kind of tells you how our season's been going. Yeah. Like I'm talking about two point conversion is like one of the most exciting, exciting play. plays of the season. Um, but yeah, that's by far the most exciting play of the yeah. year, no doubt. That's some joystick shit. When he caught that rock, because I because we've talked about Tariq, like is he trying to do too much now? Like, okay, but like he did. That was that like third game where he tried to return that punt. He had no business returning. Yeah, we're yeah. trying to pick it up and it, muff yeah, it crazy. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I mean. When he started running backwards, I was like, fuck. Here yeah, we go. even the announcer was like, I mean, he's, he's running backwards. His coaches are probably having a heart attack right now. Yeah. yeah. And then once he, it's so funny to see, like, when you get, like, a, on a, especially on a, like, kick return, punt return, when you get that flow and they're all kind of going one way. And then yeah. he, because it wasn't like it was like a hard cut and turn. He, like, stopped. Did a spin and did turned spin. around, yeah. but I looked up and I'm like, "There's nobody." There's nobody there. there. Yeah, like the whole, everyone had shifted that I way. I felt the same way. I was like, "I think he's gonna take this." As soon as he turned back up and got back to the, like the, not the line of scrimmage, but you know, wherever he was uh, forward progress, I was like, oh, "Hold up, this dude, this might turn into something." And he went off house call. Yeah, like gone. he was gone. Gone. 
He no doubter. It. He was happy. No doubter. He was kind of he was toting it with one hand towards like the yeah. 10, 15, 10 yard line. It was just like Hester, man. Like I, I don't, you know, same thing. Like those runs where it's kind of like, what's going on with this? And then you kind of see him break, and you see by how he's running. You can't see what's in front of him, but he sees what's in front of him, yeah. and you see by how he's running that there's daylight. Like you just know, you know what I mean? And like, yeah, that was that was crazy. So that was an exciting play. They yeah. go in. If you would have told me we were going to get a turnover and a special teams touchdown and not turn the ball over, we weren't going to win the game. Yeah. I would have been like, you're out of your mind. And, and we're at home. Strike. Yeah. And they weren't going to score any touchdowns? Yeah. Come on, dog. Yep. That's tailor-made for us to win. Yep. We go into the half. It's 14-6. And we don't score the rest of the game. Yeah. Defense cannot get off the field, bro. They live on the field. Yep. We got crushed on time of possession. We got crushed in total yards. Put zero pressure on Garoppolo. Zero pressure Garoppolo on Garoppolo. was literally sitting down. That's what my dad was going crazy about. He's like, why are you not blitzing this guy? Why are you putting no pressure on him? Garoppolo was literally back there. Just, just He could sit down and pick who he wanted to throw the ball to. Even at the, the, the end of that game when it was third and nine. He was third and nine. Yeah. Fourth quarter, two and a half minutes left. He drops back. Mad comfy, bro. Yeah. If comfy give, the whole game, bro. He was comfy any, the whole game. You give any good quarterback comfort like that, yeah. you're probably going to yeah. be in trouble. Yeah. If you give a great quarterback, they're going to kill you. You're lucky Garoppolo's not a great quarterback. Did you did you get that did you get that thought when you were watching Garoppolo that damn we this dude should be on our football team? Not really, no. No? No. I'm okay. You're straight. I, I, yeah, I'm okay. I, I I think again, man, it's it's and it'll be the same way I felt about the Trubisky trade. I don't like giving up a whole bunch. And I don't necessarily – I'm wary of Garoppolo because of Castle. Okay, in other I'm words – I'm wary of that Patriots quarterback Okay, shit. how about this? Because – okay, go ahead. What if we would have gave up what we gave up to get Trubisky to get Garoppolo? No. No. I think you only – Absolutely no. You I just think, do it I think for you a- only – yeah. I think you only give up what you gave up for Trubisky if you have a player who you see his potential is that high. And what they, you didn't get that by looking at Garoppolo no, play? No, because in here's NFL? why. What I, because of what I just said, they gave Garoppolo so much time back there that he either a should have thrown a fucking touchdown at some point, or b it, it's no secret he was hitting everything. They, he did not get touched. They were not sending anybody back there. Rewatch that game. He was coming back there. He was making all of his drops. He was able to make all of his reads. If you go back there and you can make all your reads, your arm will probably complete one down there. So no. I don't. I did. I didn't. I wasn't wild by Jimmy Garoppolo. I was like, wow, this guy can make a court, uh, can make a throw if he's not under pressure. Good. Check one one box. Let's see when somebody's getting on his ass. They did not pressure him the entire game. They put zero pressure on him the entire game. You know, Garoppolo had a lot of great games for New England, man. That's great. He had two great games for New England, and then Jacoby Brissett started the third one and the fourth one. They lost. They I think lost. It was three, but no. Garoppolo way. started the first two, got hurt. Brissett started the third, one. Brissett started the the fourth, and then lost. They were three and one when Brady came back. I think if you you come to me in the summer, and you say, "Hey, this is what we'd have to give up to go get Trubisky," yeah, and this is what we'd have to give up to go get Garoppolo. Which who, do you want, Garoppolo or Trubisky? I'm probably taking Garoppolo. I'm taking neither because I wouldn't have made that trade under any circumstances because we already <laughs> talked about this. Yeah, that's but, true. Uh, well, so I it's mean, hard I for mean, me to look at it from that lens. But I probably I would probably be more inclined. I would probably be more inclined to go for like the super unknown than like Garoppolo, just because I'm I'm not gonna look at Garoppolo's. I, I don't. Matt Castle went 11 and five 
And I'm pretty sure he's still in the league off this shit when 11 and 5 on that team. And he is not a good quarterback. I just think that system, it, you look good. I think Brissett had, what, four touchdowns that game? Brissett's not bad. He's on a terrible Br- Indianapolis Br- G- team. Brissett is trash. He's on a terrible get, get team. Ass out He's of on here. a terrible team. Shout out Jacoby. Hey, Brissett. man, listen. Hey, stay listen. strong, brother. Hey. <laughs> hey. <I'm> t- <laughs> We got you. I'm just, yo, I'm a big, I'm, I'm all, I'm all over the black quarterback support train. Actually, low key, I'm kind of getting off a little bit because in our weekly pick'em, to go off on a little tangent, that I was ro- your fault. I rocked with Tyrod Taylor getting eight and a half at home, and they got destroyed. So I'm right. off the t- support Tyrod by by any means necessary train. Right Here, now, here's so. my new. This is my philosophy. Don't bet on teams that have quit. And the flip, actually, for, take it further than that. Bet against teams that have quit. That's why that line for uh, what was it? Buck, it was Bucks? Oh, I'm sorry, Bills Patriots. It couldn't have been high enough. The Bills quit. They quit when they benched Tyrod for one week, put in a dude who threw first five first half picks, and then put Tyrod back in. Nobody knows who's in charge over there. That team quit. Who the Bucks play? I bet against them. They quit a while ago. Green too. Bay. Yeah, I don't. Brett Hundley. They went to overtime though. I don't give a fuck. They were covering that spread. Green Bay getting points at home. That was a no doubter. I took Green Bay. Yeah, yeah. they quit. Tampa Bay quit. I'm not betting on anybody who quit. <laughs> they quit. <laughs> you know when the team has quit. That's why when you told me you bet on the Bills, I'm like, what are you? They quit. They quit weeks ago. They quit two weeks ago when they made that move. <laughs> they knew they quit. Hey, man, listen. The head coach quit. Eight, eight, and a half, eight and a half points in the NFL Shady McCoy at quit. home. I'm taking all eight and a half more times Never. Than not. not when the Patriots are fucking seven, have covered 20 of their last 27 games. Okay, yeah, I mean, those are all ridiculous. good points. <laughs> I mean, double-digit spreads in those last 27 games, too. They're a couple. Left and right. A couple. Ride the Pats. They didn't They didn't cover the week before that. That's fine. They've covered. Oh, yeah, they did. I'm yes, lying. They did. They, yeah, yeah, they, they played Miami. Six yeah, games. yeah, yeah, they played Miami. I think they, they, they didn't cover the first three games of the year when they were trash, and they've, they've covered all but one since. <laughs> That's what we call a trend. <laughs> look, look for them. Okay, bet, 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 bet. <laughs> To close up this Bears talk, man, Robbie Gold comes home. Has five field goals. The Bears' all-time leading scorer. Yep. Solid gold. How? Hey, but yeah. It was a mistake to cut him. He he talked bad about the he, he talked bad about Virginia. So what? He, you can't talk. You don't. That's the cardinal rule. What did of the he Bears. say? I forget what it was. I don't it even was during, know that story. It was during the lockout, and he came out and he said something about Virginia McCaskey. It was it was something. I I, I don't even want to try to misquote it. I wish we had it ready right now. He said something about Virginia McCaskey, and it was a huge deal because you're not supposed. The one thing you cannot do is talk bad about Virginia McCaskey. Now, you can talk about George. You can talk about everybody else. You cannot talk. You said about people's Virginia. ears perk up yeah, when Virginia. You, you don't, you don't talk about Virginia. She's like the queen of England. You know what I mean? Like you don't. <laughs> you know, it's just like, hey, she's like, hey, she's just there. Like you don't talk about her. All right. Well, they made a mistake. He made him pay. Yep. We scored a defense. Our special teams touchdown had a turnover and didn't give up a touchdown. At home, and we lost. Lost the ball. Unacceptable. Game. Absolutely unacceptable. Yep. And John Fox had nothing to say after. Didn't say anything. Has nothing. Talk about quitting. He's quit. Get rid of ben him. quit. Get him out of here. Let Fangio coach the year out. Like I Somebody, don't, dude, anybody. Get him out of here, bro. Anybody. Anybody. Bring in a new head coach. It's, it's a joke. Do what the Giants did, man. When it's not working, just 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 cut bait. Just you know, go That's ahead and move the next clown. direction. He's a clown. Clown situation. And I know you don't like Eli, but that whole situation was just clownish. Yeah. Like, it's, it's one thing if you're going to, and I, we didn't really talk about this, one thing if you're going to bench Eli 
and start like a young up and coming quarterback, but you bench Eli to start Geno Smith. Like, haven't we seen enough Geno Smith? Do we need to see more Geno Smith? Is anybody looking for more Geno Smith? Never. Like, so Ben McAdoo's a fucking clown. Yeah. We still had cornball, which we should. Ben McAdoo's we a could, fucking cornball. We can bring cornback ball anytime he's, he's you want. Cornball today. Cornball of the week, Ben McAdoo. <laughs> ben McAdoo. Uh, he looks uh, like a clown. Fox. He's a clown. Yeah, ever dude. When he when ever said he hasn't won a game since he slicked his hair back. Low he's key. a clown. And yeah, he's him and John he's, Fox, super clownish, super bad press conferences. Yeah, bad. Fuck these NFL coaches. <laughs> <laughs> Bears are in Cincinnati next week. That's another loss. Then they come home and they have the Browns. Yeah. Now, I would I, if we lose that game. My goodness, but. I got a question for you, bro. The Bears are at home against the Browns on Christmas Eve. Yeah. How many people are going to be at this game? Like, who's going to show up to this game? Out-of-towners that are in town for uh, for Christmas. It depends on the weather. Weather's a variable. If the weather is decent, people are going to go to that game because you got a lot of people in from out of town. Just that to kick to so- it? That want to go to Soldier Field, yeah. Just something to do? Yeah, why not? What you mean, no why locals, not? Because no locals are going to that game, so you can probably get tickets on the resale market for cheap. People that are in town are going to go to the game. What's the over if, your, if it's your if you're a Bears fan and you live out of town and you come home for Christmas, you don't got shit to do on Christmas Eve, bro. Go but, to the Bears game. You the, might you might already bought these tickets. Bears Browns. I'm just saying you might be able to get tickets to that for three dollars, probably. Less. Yeah, I, yeah. I don't know. I I don't feel like it's going to be empty though. Forty five thousand because you might get a Bears W. Forty five thousand. Hey, you might get a W. Forty more than forty five thousand. There's not forty five thousand at the. Uh, isn't, isn't there only fucking? Yeah, it's like sixty two or it's something. The smallest. It's, it's the like smallest. 60, yeah, is it's it sixty like, two? Yeah, it's like right over sixty. Yeah. No, I don't say forty five thousand. You don't what? So what? What do are they got? average? Look up what they average right now. Yeah. If I had Soldier to guess, sixty one five is capacity. Sixty one five fifty two fifty thousand. No way. Fifty thousand. Yeah. Fifty. Who? People from out of town. Christmas. The, people Eve. are gonna snap up those Bears tickets for the low. All right, let's make a little wager. Let's bet some lunch. Okay. That I got the over under is forty seven eight. Okay. You got the over. All right, yeah. All right, I, got, over I got under forty seven eight. Shake yeah, on it. Shake on it. Lunch. Forty seven eight. Please don't show up to this game, hey, Chicago. Go to the game. I need this lunch. Yo, <laughs> yo, low key. I hope it's like twenty five thousand people. <laughs> that would be hilarious. I I think I'm if I'm around. I think I'm gonna be here for Christmas. I actually might go out to the stadium. With the mic and camera, and ask people, "What the fuck are you doing here?" Yeah, find some diehards, just like that, or Be some like, out of towners. Yo, it's Christmas Eve. The Bears versus the Browns, three wins total, should be, and you're here at Soldier Field. What? Why? It's gonna be a whole bunch of out of towners, man. I'm like, yeah, we're in from Kalamazoo. Uh, we just want to go to Bears game. <laughs> go Bears. Switching over to the Chicago Bulls live right now as we speak. They're down 15 in the second quarter to the Cavs. We got to touch on these boys. I mean, we kind of knew what it was already going in. Nick, how you feeling about them right now? What's standing out to you? Who do you like? Who do you who who is just like, you know how I got campaign on the squad where I'm like, yo, get them off the team immediately, please? Is there anybody like that for you? Is there anybody you want to for sure keep, want to see more from? Oh, I definitely want to see more. I mean, not he's, you're seeing a lot of them. I think he's playing 30 minutes a game. But Chris Dunn, I, I really think after watching last year where we didn't have a competent point guard outside of Rondo, I think Dunn, he has his flaws. You know, he's a developing player. But 
he runs the offense. He plays defense. He's got a feel for the moment. He delivers in the fourth. Like, I really like his game, and I really think that dude can play. And I think point guards, it might take a couple years for him to develop. Like, he just didn't have a good year last year. They gave up on him pretty quick. But look at a guy like Kyle Lowry. It took Lowry, what, like six, seven years to become an all-star? Like, that that type of game might be what you get from Dunn. I really like – I like how he plays, I guess. Just watching him, I enjoy watching him play basketball. That's exactly what I was going to I was gonna input. He plays hard. Plays really I think it hard. always comes he back cares. to that yeah. with us. Like, if – you care about playing. Yeah. You don't even have to be all that great. No, not at like all. Like if you if you show improvement and you're working on your game and you show want to, yeah, I'm I'm gonna rock with you. I'm 100%, gonna root for you. Yeah, one hundred percent. Right. If you come out every day and you don't show me anything and your attitude sucks, and but you think you're dope, like campaign. Yeah. Like I'm not rocking He's with trash. you at all. And it's not like he's just going out there and just trying hard and doesn't have any skill. Like, there's some skill there with him, man. Like I said, I mean, I think he runs the offense solidly. Um, I really like him. And the biggest thing, man, if you play D, you get minutes, right? They always say that in the NBA. If you play defense, you get minutes as a young player. And that dude plays defense. Not only does he play defense, he takes the defensive challenge. You know, he's going to go up against the Steph. He's going to go up against Kyrie. He wants to guard those guys. And uh, that's big to me. He might get his ass busted, but he, he wants to play against those guys. I was definitely wrong. I mentioned earlier a couple of weeks ago that he was going to be whack, and I mentioned wanting to see more Paul Zipser. Yeah. And I was wrong. Yeah. I'll just flat out say that. I was wrong. He's been doing his thing. He plays with confidence every night, locks up, plays hard. That go-ahead layup against Denver the other night? Yeah. Huge. Huge. Wanted that. Wanted to be in that spot. Unfortunately, we couldn't hold on to that game. Of course we're gonna, not. We're gonna t- we're gonna touch on that too. I think he had a huge assist to play before that, didn't he? Dump it down to uh, I want to say he dumped it down to either Portis or Lopez on the possession. He had two back to back huge plays. That's what I'm saying. The fourth quarter, that dude he makes plays. So it's good to see him playing ball. I'm excited to see where he goes. Especially excited to see what he does when uh, when Zach comes back from injury. That'll be another piece. Um, Him, Rolo, and Chris Dunn can yep. make a little noise with Markinen, yeah. and then Justin Holiday. No, shooting. So that's who I need to see go. <laughs> you know, I, I feel. I you. think he's a dime a dozen. Like you can find a lot of Justin Holidays around the league, like guys who can score. And if you let them shoot a whole bunch of times, they'll put up a bunch of points, and their stats might look nice. But if you really break down into it, they're they're not effective or efficient players. That's what Holiday is. More power to him, man. I mean, he's taking the. I think we talked about this a couple of weeks ago. Like he, he's taking the most of his opportunity. I think he's shooting 17, 18 shots a game. He'll never have that opportunity There's, ever again in life. So yeah, go for it. I mean, we don't have any players, bro. Yeah. We don't score. We don't. I score. mean, at the end of the day, we don't score. Yeah. So he's taking shots that. At the end of the day, he almost has to take he those shots. He has to, yeah. He can score a little bit. Yeah. Chris Dunn can't shoot 19, 20 it's, it's, shots. But Justin Holiday doesn't get minutes on a playoff team. No. Not fucking, even close. No way. Yeah, that's he's what I'm saying. not even so, on the roster. So if you're talking about just like keeping him around or is that like who could I who could I see go, I, I wouldn't miss Justin Holiday at any point. Or if you build some value in him and you can trade him away, go ahead. Give me a second rounder. I don't, I don't care. Yeah. To me, I still don't understand. I, I guess I kind of understand because I need the veteran leadership, but – to me, um, if Lopez has value and he's on a good contract, I know that, and th- you you can play that in the NBA. Um, you know what he does. You need to look to move him. Something just, just, get something back and just yeah, yeah yeah. I mean like you know hey again like he might be good for the locker room. He wasn't good for the locker room when Portis knocked out Miritich. <laughs> so he, he might already be at that point where locker room chemistry kind of is what it is. It's gonna be a bad year with a lot of losing. Um, but if you can get some value for any of these guys, like I, I truly believe. 
just flip anybody you can for an asset. Your untouchables are Markkanen, Dunn, Levine. You know, those are your young guys that you want to see what they develop into. Everybody else is fair game, man. Again, Portis, if you're building up value in him, if you don't think he's a piece that you want to keep around, if you can move him, move him. Speaking of those pieces, Miritich is back on the active rosters on the bench. He's in the yeah. suit tonight. Yeah. Is he is he not an untouchable player? Is he not? Oh, he's very touchable. Who I don't think anybody wants to touch him. I don't think anybody wants to touch him. Again, I think that number one, we've talked about he's a shooter that can't consistently shoot. He's a shooter that can't shoot. Yeah. We've been we've said he, that for he's years. A, he's a floor stretcher that, that can only stretches the floor sometimes. When he gets hot, he gets hot. But again, you're not gonna pay him. Some other team's not gonna pay him what thirteen million dollars a year this year to come on and do that and not give up anything of value. And I think also his reputation took a hit. Like I think other GMs and teams, they see that. No one came to his defense. No one called Portis bogus. John Paxson called him out and told uh, Miritich to get back to work. So I think some of that stuff, I mean, teams look at that, they're just like, well, what's, what are we getting out of this? I don't see him getting better. Like, I, I just, he kind of is what he is, man. Yeah, he could go if, if someone will give us something for him. It's fine. For sure. If you give me a second-round pick, I'll take it. You give me a conditional second-round pick, just fine. Bye. They resigned him because they couldn't let him walk for nothing. I understand why they resigned him, but it's, it's, it's at this point, you know, he, he, he's a veteran that, that isn't going to lead anybody. Bulls lost another close one coming off of Denver. They lost a one-point game to Denver, then lost a one-point game to the Kings at home. Yep. First off, before we get into execution and if it's that or is it coaching or what's the problem with us trying to close these games, how much fun did you have watching Zach Randolph the other night? Oh, Zebo, Vintage Zebo. I love, love Zebo, man. I, I love, love him. him. I love him. Like, that's the Zebo that I – have loved forever since yeah. Michigan State. And he plays bully ball, man. Bully He's ball. an old school bully ball player. Like no bluffing. Great moves, no bluffing. <laughs> you know what I mean? He's just down there. He's all about business. Um, shout out Zach Randolph, man, because, again, he's another a veteran leadership on that team. And if you think about where he was a few years back or before he got to Memphis, like he had a terrible reputation in the league, and now everybody loves Zach Randolph. So, yeah, man, I, I love him. I've always loved him. I think the players have always loved him. He For sure. He might have had a bad reputation with, yeah. you know. I mean, he had a six-point star in his pool table. Man. <laughs> and a picture of Larry Hoover on the wall. So, I mean, we can call it what we got to well, call what, it. Well, what did he get popped for this summer? He, like, got arrested because. Oh, they said they, he was financing a drug operation or something. That's always. That's, well, no, no, no. He was, like, in a parking lot kicking it with all his homies. And, like, they called for a noise complaint. And he, like, was like, nah, we not leaving. Or yeah, we not it was some down, bullshit. Like, yeah. yeah, they said he was involved in some bullshit, man. And he had all the shit when he was on the Blazer. You know, it is what it is. Shout out Zebo, bro. But, dude, one of those guys that's that's who he is, never changed for yep. the league and, like, did that. So I always got respect for that. Um, the other night was fun, real fun to watch him. 25 points, 13 boards from Zebo last, uh, I think it was Friday. What do you think about Darren Fox? I think he could be a good player. I can't, was, can't shoot. Can't shoot. Another can't shoot. None yeah. of these guys can shoot can't when they shoot. come out like that. Yeah. Because, I mean, if you think about it, they're two years removed for high school ball. Yeah. Like, they're not. In high shoot. school, yeah. they, they don't need. They were just going to the rack and on the, everybody and, the, and yeah, flushing. Darren Fox is faster than anybody he's ever played against. Right. Yeah, yeah. Like, he would, he would, like he, that's he why none of these guys can shoot because they never had to shoot. He Mike. plays D, though. Plays D. Like, when he got back and slapped that Chris Dunn's. Yeah. Chris Dunn's layup off the yeah, glass yeah. The, on the, in the game. That yeah. was impressive. Yep. It was impressive to see him get back and want to get back and make and try to contest that. And took Lonzo's cookies in that tournament game. Don't forget about it. Yeah, that's we true, even, man. Uh, we yeah. touched on that. I think we touched on that a little bit off. What do you think about that Leangelo shit? Him getting Another his. Yeah, his LeVar pulling him out of UCLA. I think yeah, it's terrible. Terrible. 
Like yeah. you know how he got into UCLA was because of the they wanted both brothers. Like Yo, where you think I, I bet you. Put him? I bet you UCLA was like thank. Yeah, thank, thank God. God. Unless yeah. unless he was hooping, which no, I mean, he's, three, he's not that good. He's like a three star recruit. Right. Is UCLA. Unless like, he was like out there balling crazy. Do what you school think Lavar has a conversation with him, or he just? Told him like, "Yo, I pulled you out." That's what I'm saying, dude. Because like, I don't. Because you, I mean, when you're that old, they can't. Don't you have to? Remember, like back in the day, you'd I have think, to give like hey, your parents permission to see like your Bursar account. Think they're and shit? scared of that dude, man. So I think they're gonna do whatever he says. And uh, the you kids, see, yeah, you see what the Lakers did today. Yeah, the, 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 the no, no press, the no press around yeah. uh, guests of games. I think I think the situation with him and the Lakers is actually gonna hit ahead because the Lakers don't give a fuck. They're just gonna tell him story. We're paying your son. You need to shut up. And your hun's not, and your son's not doing really. And shit he's not right doing now. well. He's shooting twenty five percent. So you just need to chill. Um, but I think him not taking him out of UCLA was crazy. He got a free ride to UCLA. Would have got a great degree and did whatever he had to do in life. Um, that it's not like other college teams are gonna be like, oh my god, give me Leangelo Ball, give me the worst ball, brother. Like nah. So we can deal with Lavar's side show. Like nah. Oh, I mean, he'll go somewhere. Uh, who? who? who he'll go somewhere. Where? Why? He'll go Who would somewhere. Who want to deal with his dad? He'll go somewhere. Who would want to deal with his dad? Some pub and a, de- nah. a solid, a solid hooper. Read some of those stories about how his dad used to treat the coach at Chino Hills. Like it was bad shit. Yeah. Like yeah, like bad shit. I don't. I don't know if anybody wants to deal. I don't think dude is that good. And the young one's not even in high school anymore. Yeah, he pulled him out. He of high took school. him out of high school. Yeah, I don't know what he's doing. I don't know what he's doing. I want. I want it to be okay. You know what I mean? Because I want to root but for the does guy. It ha- but does this happen if he doesn't? If he doesn't steal, go over to China and try to steal some shit out of the Louis V store? Well, but then they said sources close to Lavar said that uh, Lavar thought the punishment was harsh. That yeah, I mean, he, didn't they? Didn't they say like they didn't like they're just indefinitely suspended? Yeah, but I mean they'll be back. They'll be back soon. Yeah. I mean, what do you, what do you, what is UCLA supposed to do? To say nothing that represents the program? No, I mean, come on, man. I agree. I mean, I agree. One hundred percent. China, no doubt. So yeah, I mean, we'll see what happens there. Hopefully, hopefully all this works out, and it's not one of those things we look back and it's a thirty for thirty with a loudmouth dad yeah. that maybe ruined his son Lonzo, or we find out and that his Lonzo two- never liked basketball and his dad just made him play because <laughs> now that he's in the NBA, you can see how miserable he is. He is miserable. <laughs> he's man. miserable, dude. He does not want to be Did there. Did you see Jamal Murray dribble the ball around? Yeah, him? yeah. And the, yeah. the he's out there getting punked. <laughs> like his teammates got to fight. Like he's that's gotta, not cool, dude. Like I mean, at some point, like you knew you always got a target on your back. It's like a young hype guy, but like fucking dribbling ball around him. Yo, like he, <laughs> at, at some point, I think he's gonna have to like stand up for himself 100%. and go get in somebody's yeah. grill. Like Julius Randle doesn't need to be standing up for you, right? Hundred percent, and like, yeah, I, I, I don't know, man. Like, it, it, he's miserable. Like, miserable is the perfect word to describe Lonzo Ball playing basketball right now. Yeah, Back, I think that's yeah. a. But yeah, I think that's those are all interesting points, and this is definitely something we'll touch it's, on. It's very interesting. We'll be touching on this for uh, some time to come. I believe. Dude hates basketball. Um, but yeah, it was fun to watch the Kings game. I mean, it's it's fun. Like we always say, they competed against Phoenix, mm-hmm. and it was it was. Awesome to see watch Devin Booker. Yep. It's cool to see us compete and then you get to you get to compliment watch the young talent. Yeah. D Fox, etc. I love saying Bogdan Bogdanovich. Bogdan Bogdanovich. Like that's, that's so much name. fun to say. It's yeah, yeah. a great name. <laughs> so that was uh that was a fun Kings game. I wish we could have closed it out. Give me your quick thoughts on us losing these close games. Is it player execution? Is it the coaches? So what is it? Yeah, man. I think we were talking about this earlier, man. Um, 
I think a lot of this comes down to coaching. I think when you get when the Bulls come down on the wire in some of these games, these last five, six minutes of these games, they start playing really undisciplined. Like everybody's jacking up shots. Uh, the flow of the offense that they've been playing in is gone. If you look at it, when they again, we've said this before, and I, I hate Fred Hoiberg, but when they play within his offense, it does look okay. You kind of see what he's trying to accomplish. Yeah. Um, but he can't control them in the final five minutes. It's Justin Holiday jacking up threes. It's Denzel Valentine having the greenest light ever. Um, Markinen misses a lot of open shots recently. That's something that we need to, you know, kind of fix. But again, they they just don't execute in the final five minutes. They start getting erratic. Even if they're still playing D, they'll get stops. But it's offensively they just look terrible towards the end of games. And I think that's Fred. I think it's partly Fred. I think it's partly the squad. Right. I think that we score ninety six points a game. That's 29th in the league. Yeah. And I think in the NBA, when it comes down to a one-point game with 10, 15 seconds and you got to make a play, it's not too much offense people are drawing up. You know what I'm saying? You need a you need a player that can get open, create their own shot, and, and get a good look up. Do you watch the Celtics games? Brad Stevens is okay, constantly well, drawing up beautiful shit after timeouts. Yeah, okay. Beautiful. Fair, fair. And their li- players are listening to him. That's fair. But that's the best. Yeah, but that's the one the top two, three best coaches. I understand, in the but I mean like And he has the personnel to do a are, lot of guys are buying in. Unless you have a transcendent you, know, you can't okay, do that unless you have a transcendent on. player. What is Brad Stevens drawing up for the Bulls? Coming down the stretch. Nothing. Okay. That, that's that's <laughs> my that's point. You. you understand so what I'm saying? So here's what it is. So Brad here's the real Stevens question. Not drawing up shit for so here's the real question. When the players don't listen to the coach. Is it the players' fault or is it the coach's fault? These guys are listening to the coach, I think. For three quarters I, of the game. I, I think three quarters of the game listening until to the coach. Right, until and somebody wants to be a the fucking end, hero. They're still listening to the coach. They don't have enough they don't have enough talent not, and enough. Nah, not against some of these shitty teams. Not when you're beating these teams. You have to be able to close a game. It's not we're not talking about clawing back for victories. We're not talking about not having enough talent to come down down five in the fourth. You're going into the fourth quarter with a lead. You gotta protect the lead. You got to execute on offense and you have to get stops. That's the formula to protecting the lead. The Bulls aren't going to take a five point lead and turn it into 10 or 12. But if, if you, you know you're not that good, you need to play even more discipline in that fourth quarter because you can't afford to make mistakes. So to me, that does come down to coaching. He needs to reel them in. Hey, guys, for three quarters, we've played this style of game and we're up five. Do the same thing in the fourth and we'll win by five. Nobody go out there and try to be a hero, right? Just play possession by possession and look to do something efficient. And I think they just start getting inefficient at the end of the game. So I, I don't I don't I don't think that's uh you know I I think yeah man. I, I, I think, think it's, it's a little bit of personnel. both. It is both. I, mean, I think yeah. it's both, but I think it's more I mean, I'm not a Hoiberg fan by any means. I think it's a touch more personnel than Hoiberg. Like it's 55-45. To me it's something like that. To me it's personnel in the sense that you don't have that guy who can go and just get a bucket. And that's valuable in the NBA. Like, but, I, like, not even close, we don't have that. No, you don't have anything close to that, right? <laughs> you don't. You don't. Um, so, yeah. But, again, I think a lot of it is still that, – that doesn't excuse the bad shots. Yes. We'll, we'll, the we'll, hero ball. Zach Levine will help us a lot in that department when he comes back. <laughs> he'll be able to get his own shot and get a shot He's up. coming off a fucking ACL injury. This hey. dude will not play basketball in a year. He'll Last time fine. we had a guard come back from an ACL injury, it was the worst situation ever. He'll be fine. He'll be able to get his own shot coming down the stretch. Okay, I'm not. I'm not all like. I, I guess to me, like the Levine thing, like people are really excited about him. Again, like on paper, he's a great, great scorer. 19 points a game last year, everything like that. I've never thought that Zach Levine is that great. 
He showed me a lot last year with that 19 a game. He's 22 years old. He's gonna be he 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 could be a problem. They got better when he got hurt. And give him all Justin Holiday shots. Yeah, that's fine. That's where he's gonna get. Yeah, exactly. He might average twenty six points a game. Give him twenty shots. He could be a problem. Speaking of Zach Levine, yeah, he's in there. He's talking at halftime to <laughs> uh, to Stacey King and 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 the, the fam uh, at half. But Bulls are on their way to losing nine straight. I mean, we knew we knew what this was gonna be. They're playing the Cavs. Hopefully, we could grow, keep growing a little bit, figure out what we could do for the future, and yeah. uh, we'll see what happens. This is Chicago, Illinois, so this is Big Ten country. So the big news coming out this over the weekend and early this week, the talk is all about the college football playoff. The four teams that got in, Clemson, Oklahoma, Georgia, and the fourth seed is Alabama. Yep. Big discussion that, Ohio State maybe should have got in in front of Alabama. Nick, I want to get your thoughts on on the 14 playoff as is right now, college football playoff. Do you think it should have to come along with a conference title? Should you have to win your title? Or should the committee be able to pick the best four teams in the country and they play then? So it's my understanding that you're supposed to pick the best four teams in the country and they play then. I don't think you can add in the conference titles and things like that. What if you have a situation where – Well, that's the rule. The rule is they pick the four best teams. Do you think that's fair? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's fair. Because what if you have a situation where like a few years ago, like Auburn and Alabama are undefeated going into the Iron Bowl, right? Um, And then one of them loses – I'm sorry, or they go into like a SEC championship or whatever it might be, two undefeated teams playing a conference title game, right? And one of them loses, but the other one is still the second best team in the country, the third best team in the country, whatever it might be. Because they didn't win their conference championship, does that team now not get in? You know what I mean? So I think if you're really picking the four best teams in the country, you have to look at it as the four best teams in the country. And it can't be based on conference championships. It can't be based on any of those other factors. I think they dodged a huge bullet by Wisconsin losing. They would have had a they would have had a bad situation if Wisconsin had won that game, won the Big Ten, been undefeated, and they still would have had to leave them out. No, they wouldn't have left them out. But again, a lot of people were saying Wisconsin they, was one they, of the best four teams in the country. There's no way they would have left. A them lot out. of people were saying that. I'm still saying they would have had that discussion because they would have had to leave one of these four teams out. Do you think Ohio State should have got in above Alabama? No. Why not? Because Ohio State had two losses. I mean, Ohio State had lost two ball games. So when you're looking at it like that. Um, that's the only time where I think you can say, okay, maybe this team should get in because even if Ohio State, when you watch them, they look better than, say, Clemson, they still lost two ball games, one of them to an unranked opponent. The Oklahoma game is excusable, right? That's Oklahoma, their top, they're a college football playoff team, but the Iowa game is unexcusable if it's going to be your second loss. If Iowa's your only loss, you have that conversation, but you can't have that second loss, in my opinion. To that team. Not by 31 points. Not by 31 points. And not by a, not a good team. It was not a good team. It's an unranked opponent. They got smoked that game. I remember watching so, that game. It's not even like their second loss was to Penn State or their second loss was to Michigan State or anything like that. And they spanked Michigan State. Um, no, nah, man. I think that second loss rules them out. I had no problem with who they picked and who they put in. Yeah, I mean, I thought they'd put Ohio State in because they won the Big Ten. But... I do I think that they're better than Alabama? Absolutely not. Not a chance. I think Alabama's one of the top. I think Alabama is probably the best team out of the four. And Alabama lost in a rivalry game. A huge rivalry game to a to a giant slaying Auburn team. I mean, Auburn gets up for that game. You know what I mean? Like that's not a regular game. Like we've seen that Iron Bowl the last 
six, seven years, going back to Newton, like it's good. They're good games. You know what I mean? So like, yeah, that's a game they might lose, but Auburn was a good team. A solid team. But what do you say about okay, this is this is the thing about Bama. They played Fresno they played Fresno State. Yeah. They played Colorado State. That's what he does. They played Mercer. What do you got to say about that though? That's that's what everybody's saying. It's like, man. Yeah, but then they go into that SEC schedule, and all those games are tough. SEC hasn't been that tough this year, though. That's an, that's another. Yeah, but argument. those are all tough games, man. They're tough games for them to play. Like I think, I think watching Bama. Yeah, I I hear where you're coming from with that, man. Like he does schedule some soft non-conference games, and you got to give Ohio State credit for scheduling somebody like Oklahoma and doing that home and home. But still, I think if you watch Alabama, man, the only game that they lost was to Auburn. They beat everybody from So you can't make the same argument for Wisconsin if people are going to say that Wisconsin's schedule was soft and that Wisconsin should get in if they were undefeated. You can't say, oh, well, Wisconsin played in the weak part of the Big Ten. They played against Nebraska, and they played against well, that these undefe- shitty that teams. undefeated thing in a big conference, you're always going to get in. It's just how it goes. You, you could play whoever you want. If you go undefeated and you win the conference championship, you're going to get in. You said that's no chance? There's just no way they don't put you in. Right. But whoever is scheduling games at Bama, Nick Saban, yeah. is knows he. Th- this is very, very well done. Listen to this. First game of the year is against Florida State, neutral site. Then they go home, they play Fresno State, they play Colorado State. They go to at Vanderbilt. Conference game. Conference game. Where the whole all the whole stadium is 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 roll tied. Well, that's a conference game. That's not them scheduling that game. True. Okay, I'm I'm just but e- even like the order of these yeah games. yeah let's schedule yeah it was soft. Old Miss at home. Then they go to at Texas A and M. Tough game. Yeah, at Texas A and M is a tough game. But a then tough they place go to play. But then they go home against Arkansas. Home against Tennessee. Home against LSU. Then they go at Mississippi State. Tough game. Tough game. Then they play Mercer. I don't that's he always does that. He does that. Now that's one thing that he does every year. He schedules that fluff non-conference game um game before the, the week Iron before Bowl. the the week before the Iron Bowl. He does that every single year. I'll give you that. I don't even I don't know how I don't I don't that I don't get. It might be smart though. Give your boys a little break before Just pick I up mean, a quick W. Yeah, I mean I mean it's usually a gauntlet. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So So there you go. It's a gauntlet. So I mean, you know what else I think? Week, LSU was a good was a good team. Um, those Mississippi State game, that's a tough game, man. Those are tough teams. Just to get back to Ohio State, and I think another thing lingering in in people's minds and the committee's minds is they don't look all that great. And I think that game against Clemson last year when they lost two hundred to zero, <laughs> yeah, that sticks in your mind. That lingers in your mind. Yeah. It's like okay, these dudes have two losses. They lost to Iowa by 31. What was the score of that Clemson game? It, it was, was, I, don't even, I don't even remember. Yeah. They got smoked. Yeah. They had Urban Meyer eating Papa John's <laughs> yeah, on, the, yeah, yeah, on, the, <laughs> on the back of the trainer's <laughs> cart, on the golf cart. Yo, they got shellacked. They went, back, <laughs> they went back and caught Urban Meyer. He was rubbing his head <laughs> eating breadsticks. He was sick. <laughs> on the, he was sick on the, on the golf cart. <sighs> so I think that kind of lingers in people's minds. I think you can't lose the thirty to Iowa. I you can't lose the thirty <laughs> to Iowa. Lose bro. 30 it just to can't Iowa, happen. Yeah. I think who I know you have some strong opinions on these dudes, but I think Penn State got a raw deal. The last, not so much last year, but this year, they're one of the top four teams in the country. Who fucking who? 
They're one of the top four teams in the country. I don't give a fuck about any raw deal that Penn State ever gets. And fuck Penn State. Penn State should be banned from postseason play forever. They shouldn't be allowed to have a football team. For that one, for the one guy, for Sandusky and what happened, correct? Bro, that's not a Sandusky and what happens. That's like a systematic years of cover-up. That shit has fucking, come on, man. That, that's not one guy and like it was quiet. Like you can't. About I, I, I agree. That, that was institutional I, cover-up. I agree. You can't banish their f- f- athletics banish. forever, though. They shit got the death penalty like SMU. SMU came back. Yeah, I, what, I, yeah. I wouldn't have minded the death penalty for a, a year or two. 10 to 15 years. Make the 15. university feel it, bro. The university fostered a culture in which children could be raped. That's, a, that's true. You know what I'm saying? This might not. This isn't our land or whatever, but the, ch- the university <clears throat> fostered a culture where it was okay for children to be raped, and the adults that were in charge did nothing about it. I, every time I read a story about someone telling somebody in that administration about what happened and how no one said anything, it makes me sick to my stomach. If someone told me that that stuff was happening, no matter where I was, I'm doing something about it. There, there, I'm, I'm, go, I'm telling everybody I know. Absolutely. I agree. I did the same thing. It was a failure. It was a failure. Fuck Penn State. Yeah, they would have felt 15 years out of the football program. That, yeah, you would have felt it. That uni- the whole yeah, state would have felt it. Would have felt it. That's a punishment. That little fucking fire Joe Paterno who died a week later and fucking all that bullshit. Then you put a statue up of this man a few years later. Fuck Joe Pa. Yeah, I agree. I hate that shit. All right, well, back to the sports. Back to sports. Back to Penn State. (laughs) I think they got a raw deal because they were rolling people early. Yeah. They won at Iowa. Had the best player in the country at the time. They beat Pittsburgh 33-14 who beat Miami. They went. Uh, they played Michigan, blew them up, forty-two thirteen. They lost to Ohio State, thirty-nine. Not, not a good Michigan team. Yeah, solid no, no quarterback. Solid on defense though. To put up yeah. forty-two points on Michigan is is saying something. Yeah, but a big zero at quarterback. No doubt, Hallbar's got to fix that. Yeah, rated zero at quarterback. I don't know that. What was the last game they played? Uh, we were all talking about it. Dude, they was that Michigan and Ohio State? Yeah, yeah. That, I don't know what that was. That yeah, was man. that was they some of the worst no, quarterback have, play I've ever have, seen in yeah, my life. They have no quarterback play. Terrible quarterback play. Um, they lose to they lose to uh, at Ohio State, thirty nine thirty eight. Yeah, and they absolutely collapsed in that game. They were up and gave up like fourteen coming down the stretch. Then they okay, so they get one loss. They lose thirty nine thirty eight to Ohio State. Then they go to Michigan State, and yeah, yeah. there's a thunderstorm. <laughs> yeah. Or something, and the game is delayed like six hours, and they were up like a couple touchdowns. I want to say before the delay, they get delayed like forever, and then they have to come back and play the game. They end up losing the game in overtime, I believe, twenty seven twenty four. Who makes their schedule? Because who scheduled them at Ohio State and the next week at Michigan State? Yeah, I don't know if the conference does that. But that, that's, Nick Saban probably he makes sure no shit. Yeah, like that no shit up. like that ever happens. I mean, that's that's rough. Yeah, that's tough. But you know what they deserve. Well, it, I so. mean, look, I mean, think about the, the the real stretch they played. They were at Northwestern, Michigan, Michigan at Ohio State, yeah. at Michigan State. That's a brutal stretch. At Those Northwest, all, Northwestern doesn't really have that big of a Northwestern home field solid football game. Though. Yeah, solid, solid football, football team. team though. Yeah, shout out Fitz. Yeah, so that um, I thought they got a raw deal. I mean, they had two losses, so it is what it is. But. Man, that's a tough loss to lose by one point at Ohio State and yep. then play the next week at Michigan State. Well, if they win that Ohio State game, they're locked. They're in the they're in the college football playoff because their no only doubt. loss is the Michigan State. So yeah, there you go. One loss to a ranked team, unlike Ohio State. 
Two yeah, losses, absolutely. one ranked opponent, one and one ranked opponent. The unranked opponent slacked you. Do you think the Big Ten should get rid of those conferences, the East-West? Yeah, listen, I think it because is. Because, listen, yeah. the East. The one East, is good and one is bad. The East is Ohio State, Penn State, Michigan State, Michigan, Rutgers, Maryland, Indiana. The West is Wisconsin, Northwestern, Purdue, Iowa, Nebraska, Minnesota, Illinois. It's bad for Wisconsin. It was bad for Wisconsin this year. It's great for Northwestern. You know what I mean? But it's bad for Wisconsin because Wisconsin's a good football team and they can run the table and, um, yeah, not make it because of who they play. But it's the same thing in the SEC, the East and the West. Isn't the SEC West that's trash? With Tennessee, uh, Tennessee, Vanderbilt. Um, between the two of them, one of them is bad. South Carolina, like they're all in that one shitty one. And then Mississippi and Alabama and Auburn are all on the other side. Yeah, I don't know exactly which one it is. Yeah, one, of them, the, one of them has Tennessee in it. The one Tennessee the sucks. The yeah. SEC East is Georgia, South Carolina, Kentucky, Missouri, Florida, Vanderbilt, Tennessee. Yeah, that's just Tennessee. awful. All Florida bad. runs. That's why Florida's always fucking winning 10 ball oh, games. Yeah. Yeah. It's all, yeah, that's yeah. all bad. Let's say that one more time. Then it's so the, the SEC East wins. is Georgia, South Carolina, Kentucky, Missouri, Florida, so South Vanderbilt, Carolina, Kentucky, Missouri, Vanderbilt Tennessee. wins, 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 wins. Tennessee joke win. And then SEC West is Auburn, Bama, LSU, Texas A&M, Mississippi yeah, Who State. did that? Yeah. And they just realigned. Yeah. So you think they should get rid of that, the Big Ten piece? Just, just run. Yeah, the, just the do top. it where there's certain years you don't play people. Yeah, that's what it was before. Yeah. I, I, the I don't, top two teams yeah, play was, each other. I don't know why they need to do it. I guess the conference got big, but, like, yeah, I, 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 don't, I don't see. You can't have it because what happens is it becomes heavy on one side, and you can't just move it around every year based on who you think is going to be good, so you should just have a rotating schedule. Wisconsin shouldn't be penalized for playing in that section of the Big Ten, is what I'm saying. They can only play who they're scheduled to play in their conference. I got you. Close out this college football playoff talk. Who do you got in the championship? This is dude, this is going to be a good one. Game uh, game one is the Rose Bowl. It's Georgia uh, in Pasadena playing Oklahoma, mm-hmm. and then the All State Sugar Bowl. You know where that means. You know that's in New Orleans. Yeah, that's ba- that's Bama Clemson again. That's going to be the third year in a row. Third year play. in a row. Yeah. You know I was all over last year. Yeah. I told you what was going to happen last yeah. year. Yeah. This year I don't know. So, I got Bama, Oklahoma. Me too. I think the I think Georgia Jake Fromm is the freshman quarterback on yeah. Georgia. I think he'll show a little youth. It's a yeah. huge, huge stage. Yeah. Not that he hasn't been playing on big stages all year in the SEC, but this is a little different. He's going to have to make a lot of plays because Baker Mayfield is going to be making them. The Heisman Trophy winner is on the other side yeah. of the floor. That's yeah, other exactly. side of the field. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, I, Oklahoma I got Oklahoma. going to score points. In, in, in situations like this, man, the, the big-time players always come through, and I think, yeah, Baker Mayfield is going to have a, uh, a huge, huge game. In the other game, man, I really don't know. Yeah, that could I be really a don't know. It's the trilogy. Classic. It's beautiful. Dabo versus, uh, Dabo versus Saban, yeah, man. You yeah. know, it's, it's protege versus, uh, versus teacher. So, yeah, man. I love Dabo, though. I yeah, fuck with Dabo pretty hard, man. Yeah. I definitely fuck with Dabo, so yeah. I'm going for Clemson. Um, again, I'd love to see them win again. So, but yeah, that's that's gonna be a great game. I can't wait. Did they put them again on those dumbass? Uh, one of them was on New Year's Eve or something. No, they're both on the first January. Yeah. You remember last year, ESPN got mad about that. Did they? Have they moved on? that. They moved that. It was in their contract, dude. That they, they, the game was. Remember last year, one of them was on Christmas Eve. It was at six o'clock, and ESPN got pissed because they're like, no one's gonna watch these games. 
and it was in their contract. Oh, because it was on it was on Eve. Yeah, and it was in their contract that the games were supposed to be kept kept on these days, and I think the ESPN and the college football playoff had a meeting and they changed it because they wanted the games on New Year's Day where people are actually who the fuck is watching the game on it was on yeah, it was on New Year's Eve. Seven o'clock New Year's Eve. Yeah, by like nine o'clock you're slapped. Like you're not trying to watch the game. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So No doubt. All right, man. Looking forward to the college football playoff. Rose Bowls, Georgia, Oklahoma, Sugar Bowl, Bama, Clemson, and New Orleans. Man, it's going to be crazy down there. All right, yeah, man. Before we get out of here, man, I just want to get your thoughts because I know there's something that we're both excited about, something that's near and dear to our heart. The great Eldrick Tiger Woods. Taunt. Eldrick Taunt <laughs> is, that, is it Taunt? Taunt. T-O-N-T uh, is his middle name. swag. Uh, shout out Earl for that one. That's a gym. Um, making a comeback, man. Yeah, the Tiger man. Talk has been heating up for a couple months, and I've been trying to stay away from it. I think everybody's been, been trying, trying to stay, to stay away from it, too. Far from oh, it. I, I just don't want to hear it. Don't tell me till it's real. Like, I don't want to get my hopes up because there's probably nothing more I want in the sports world right now than, like, a Tiger comeback. But, uh, man, we're both huge fans. I know we would always talk during those Sundays, those Sundays, the majors and things like that. Man, how are you feeling about this? What are your thoughts? He's looking good. Um, scores aside, I think people are really watching. You know how, how does he look like he feels out there? Does he look like he's hurt out there? He, he doesn't look hurt like he has the last few years. He doesn't look slow. He's not limping. Um, again, don't mind the scores, whatever they may be. How are you feeling, man? Yeah, I mean, I watched a little bit on Saturday. I watched a little bit Sunday, but that was it. But he looked good, man. He looked yeah. confident. I was actually talking to AJ about his stroke. More compact, not too much torque on his back. Yeah. I mean, I'm not a golf expert, so I was just going off my eye and my my you know. But my you could judgment. tell he's tweaked it. Could tell he changed the swing. He looked good, and there is nothing more. I tweeted this the other day. There's nothing more in my heart and soul that I want, like on a Masters Sunday, for Tiger Woods to be in contention, be in the hunt, like Tiger in the hunt on a Sunday. Man, there's nothing better, bro. I like, love yeah, that. So yeah. if 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 it means that that's coming soon, um, what do you think about him not wearing the red on Sunday? He wore like an orange or like a it was like an off red. He might be changing it up, man. I think he's uh, again, man. You know, he, he he may have had to change his ways, man. You know, he's not he's not the same tiger. He's not going to be the same golfer, like you said, man. Maybe not as much power in his game, so maybe he's just changing up everything. Um, Whatever he's got to do, man. If it, if it means that he can come back, if he feels more confident doing it, let it ride, man. Uh, quick note, also, after uh, after this weekend, Tiger moved up 500 spots in the player rankings. He's up to number 660. Somebody was disrespectful <laughs> and put 1,100 golfers in front of Tiger at some he point. Played. Yeah, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> There's not 1,100 people on the planet that are, that are better than golf at Tiger Woods. Well, there's not 600 either. Yeah, exactly. You know so that's but how easy he has a good weekend. He moves up in front. Exactly. Quit, quit, quit playing. Um, but yeah, so I mean, like you said, man, I, I cannot wait. Hopefully, this turns into something, man. Um, I don't want to get my hopes up, but yeah, they're, they're they're getting there. Yeah, I'm excited. We'll see what he does. No catch up, Chicago. Tuesday, recording Monday, releasing Tuesday morning. Nick the Quick in the building. Make sure y'all subscribe on YouTube, subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, the whole nine. Make sure you look out for the next edition of Field Level. That's coming on Thursday. We're gonna talk culture and all the rest of the stuff. No catch up Chicago, for Chicago, by Chicago, listen up.